0: honestly starting this podcast I feel like Mike Wazowski when he's sitting in that high top chair and he's like is this thing on I don't know that was kind of my mood just now it's like you want to be funny but you're not really that funny I mean I feel like my funniness only comes out with anger that's why I couldn't really be a comedian because I would involve too much thought to try to be funny. I feel like I'm funnier when I'm just talking normal or just like really pissed off, you know, talking shit. Then that's when the funny really comes out. But, um, I've been contemplating for a while. If I wanted to do this podcast, how I wanted to do it, what I would say. And I feel like someone... just has a lot of thoughts going on in their mind 24-7. It's really hard to just try to gather everything of what should I say? Is it the right thing? Is it the right tone? Um, Is it going to be the right idea? Who's going to be my audience? Who am I going to reach out to? Um, Does anybody even give a care about what I'm going to have to say? And I mean, probably not. People probably don't really care about what I have to say, but We'll see where it goes from there. Um, I kind of want to start off with explaining why I decided to name this podcast um, Past Unexamined Lifer. Um, For the last 23 years, I have pretty much lived an unexamined life. And For the past few months, I've been slowly getting myself together, trying to figure out who I am. I'm still feeling like I'm at a crossroad, but before, I'd say before my 23rd birthday, I was just living a life that I wasn't really happy with. I thought I was happy, the relationship I was in, the friends I had in my inner circle, I thought we're gonna last forever and I don't know I just wasn't I didn't really feel like myself I didn't feel very much of anything I keep telling my therapist you know I feel lost I feel unfocused I feel numb to the world and i feel like it's because the people i had around me the situation i was in and i just never really knew how to live my own life for me you know i feel like i've always just tried to connect myself with someone else or something else i smoked a lot of weed a lot of weed and not even like my whole life i think i had my first blunt 12 years old was smoking with my friend and her mom and her parents and um I didn't really start picking it up again probably until like the end of high school because my high school sweetheart of course did not want me to smoke weed did not want me to drink alcohol didn't really pretty much want me to do anything honestly I don't even think I was smoking weed when I first met him no But when he saw me smoke weed for the first time, he's like, I like, you know, I like high you over drunk you. And I feel like he thought that me being drunk, I guess, brought out a lot of anger, which he pretty much did. I feel like now that I'm at an age where like I can just walk into any liquor store and be like, just give me this, that and the third. I feel like now I'm at a point where I don't even want to drink. And I feel like that also has to go with living my unexamined life is that I was just doing a lot of smoking, whether it be weed or cigarettes or vaping, um, you know drinking alcohol just abusing a lot of substances for a very long amount of time I didn't even realize how much it really suppressed my emotions like I knew I felt things but I only thought I had three emotions which were like happy sad mad and people always instantly kind of put me in a box of like oh you're angry because I had resting bitch face and I was never truly angry I just feel like I've lived a life where I have this automatic RFB RBF sorry look I feel like I'm just fucking lexic and but I just feel like I've had this automatic resting bitch face because I just was existing in my whole life I've just gone about with the friends that I've had that have come in and out of my life um the family members I've had in my life, my whole life up until now, um, I was kind of just existing in their world, and I wasn't really living in my own world as much as my mother loved to say, "Oh, you know, I let you do whatever you wanted, and blah, blah blah blah, and you got to play sports, and you got to go places." And it's like, yeah, but you didn't really let me authentically be me, you know, because I still had to live up to this image of someone. That she wanted me to be i had to be the good girl i had to be the smart girl i had to be good at sports like good thing i was naturally good at it because then what else would there be you know but i've just had to live this life i feel like i lived a double life my whole time especially when it came to being gay because let's not forget that i am a gay woman in america and i remember her just saying so many times that oh if i had a gay child like i would choke them every day and she would always specify on like if i had a gay son like what she would do never really like a gay daughter just because like i'm her only kid um but honestly being a female being a woman i've always felt more masculine and by the way my pronouns are she they um But I've always felt more masculine my whole life. And I feel like the extent of my masculinity was due to my body shape, um... How I held myself. How like I didn't really have to. I wasn't really supposed to show any type of emotion. Or in my household, it wasn't really like you talk about your feelings and your emotions. Even though that's what she tries to portray. Is like, oh, I told you, you can tell me whatever. But you know, like, you know, when the principal's like, if you tell me, you won't get in trouble. But you know, you're gonna get in fucking trouble. So you don't fucking say anything. I feel like that's kind of just how my household was. And for many, many years, like I said, like I was just living this double life. But, like I said, back to being unexamined, I was just really flowing with the footsteps of everyone else not saying that I didn't completely have my own mind because it's like there was a part of me who knew right from wrong it was like yeah my friend wants to do this but I'm not really comfortable with doing it or I don't really agree with doing it then you know I went my own way like I, I clearly had a mind of my own but with certain things like for a very long time it was just like oh, okay you know it's just like you know on a bandwagon with a lot of shit in my life. And it just didn't really feel comfortable. I didn't really feel me. I just felt I felt silenced. And I felt silenced for so long. And then even like as a child, you know, our poor cards to be like, oh she talks too much. She talks in class all day. But it's like, yeah, because when I get home I shut the fuck up. Like I don't have anybody to talk to. I was the only child at that. So it's kinda just like who I talk to, my fucking self. Then you get pointed out for being a weirdo talking to yourself. Cause I would just watch my mom talk to herself, like in the car, like anywhere. Like if I was with her and we weren't communicating, I'd watch her talk to herself. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Like, mm. but now as an adult, I'm like, I see why she was probably talking to herself. She was probably like gathering her fucking thoughts on this crazy ass fucking world. And I feel like the world is a lot crazier now than, you know what she saw I mean she probably saw some crazy shit but I don't know I feel like we live two completely different lives but like I said I see why she was talking to herself because I catch myself in the car now and I'm just like what the fuck is up Kyle What, what the fuck is going on like it's ridiculous but I'd say probably even around like the time I made 22 is like, I'm not going to say when shit started to go downhill, but I don't know. 22 was a very significant age for me. It's like I started to feel the change coming, not saying that I was changing completely as a person, but I, the awareness of people around me was starting to, to just dive in. Like, 22 is like, yeah, I'm about to show you some shit. And you start to see the relationships and how people treat you and what people truly think about you. Because you never really realize, you know, I don't want to call anybody a hater, but you never really realize how much people in your inner circle at some point really don't care for you like they should like when they're supposed to be your friend they're supposed to care about you genuinely or so you think that they do and it's like you see the little slick things that they do to try to get under your skin or make you seem like you're crazy or they just try to shake your spirit I'll say and it's like you don't really realize it until you sit back and take a deep breath and you just look at people and you start to actually listen to what they're talking about and what they're doing and on social media it's like you watch this the posts that they post and then you're just like do i really want to be friends with people like this is this really where i align myself does this person really care about me in a genuine way and i had to do that with not just friends but family members i had a falling out with my grandmother probably about mm, roughly almost two two and a half years ago and I am black so you know she called me the n-word and she is a white woman in her 60s so I don't really think she's that old um I mean she knows right from wrong but she has just this pent up anger and bitterness about her but I know why she called me the n-word because she wants to get under my skin and and this was right before um You know, all the shit happened with, you know, this is like the first start of like, everyone started kind of, I'm not even going to say I started pushing people out of my life. It's like they just started, they just started tearing themselves down. It's like the apple, a rotten apple falls by itself. And I feel like that's what all the people who have left my life. That's what I consider them rotten fruit, because they all just fell on their own. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to put them to a test. I didn't have to question their loyalty. They just kind of left on their own, or they put themselves in a place where they had to go, and her just being able to let that word just slip off the tongue so easily, and look me dead in the eyes and just say it with her chest it's like I wasn't even upset because I knew there was a part of her that had been waiting to say it so bad for so long she's just been it's been killing her on the inside to say it and I just kind of now when I think about it, I just smile and I laugh because it's like you waited so long and I'm just so glad you said it Because, like, my whole life, I've been hearing her say some fucked up shit about everyone else. And she'll make her little side comments about black people. But it's like, I got to an age where I was hearing her just be so prejudiced and racist and sound so fucking stupid. And not even knowing what she's saying. I'm not even going to say she didn't know what she was saying. She knew what she was saying. But it's like, if you knew how stupid you sounded, you probably wouldn't say it out loud. But in your head, you probably figured, like, oh, yeah that sounded so good like no you sound fucking stupid but when she finally said it out loud into my face I I, I was I was very calm and it's funny because she was so angry and it's like she just wanted to take me there and I feel like that was the first time in my life where like I felt like I didn't have to get angry with someone just because they were angry at me for no reason. Like she had this built up anger and mind you that day she was upset from like 7am. So I'm like, bitch, you just woke up on the wrong side of the bed or you just woke up and chose violence today. You just, you wanted violence today. And I wasn't, I wasn't in the mood to be violent. I was actually in a pretty good mood. Like, your girl went to the nail salon. Like, got something to eat. Like, it was a treat me day. And she just wanted to fuck that up with her energy. Because it's just like, anybody who has a good day and doesn't praise her, she just couldn't have it. And... I feel like that day it was just like so easy to just realize "Mm, you're somebody I don't want to keep around. You're someone I don't want to feel like I have to fucking praise because why am I praising you? Why do I have to pat you on your back and give you a round of a fucking applause for fucking existing? And that's all she does is exist. Like she doesn't do anything with her life. And I was like, that's one person I would not want to be like. So cut off her husband cut off my aunt like I don't know she's she's all the way around fucked up my whole family dynamic is fucked up like I feel like I don't really have family my family is like who I make it to be cause they've all just kind of they're all rotten apples and I feel like all of them live an unexamined life and I feel like if I were to keep unexamining my life that's exactly how I would end up I would still be living at home probably with my mother or with someone else or in and out of my mother's house and just be totally unhappy and I feel like when I made 18 and I went off to college I knew like after that I did not want to go back home I don't even want to smell the fucking air back home and it's like even if I go home to like to see someone and it's like I'm not even happy it's like I don't even want to call that home because it just feels so uncomfortable like being in this state just feels so uncomfortable and I mean really it feels like this earth like I really feel like I'm not from here because people are so dense to the world around them and what's really going on in the world and like it's crazy just because, like, I never thought I'd be, like, one of those people. Who, oh, the economy today. But it's, like, really, the fucking economy today it makes you not want to have kids. It makes you not want to have a life. It makes you just want to sit at home and not spend money because you have to save money to fucking... Just to fucking live. Like, my current apartment right now is a one-bedroom, one-bath. Luckily, I have a wash and fucking dryer. $1,600 a month. I live in the South. Like fuck me and i want to move so bad but it's like what the fuck like where am i going to move to because it really doesn't get any cheaper than that in the south it's very hard to find good affordable housing with a wash it's like i don't know it's since like have to I for me I don't know maybe it's just a privilege in me but like I have to have a wash and dryer in my house because it's like you can't trust other fucking people to do your fucking laundry because people are so fucking stupid they're gonna take your wa- their your clothes out of your wash and dryer and it's like I can't even judge other people who do it because but it's like that's childish because I used to do shit like that in like middle school like my friend at the time lives in this apartment complex and they had a laundry mat Public laundry mat for like everybody do their wash their you know they wash their clothes, and like we used to take used to stop like the washer and dryer and stop the you know, take their clothes out, put it somewhere else or, you know, just stop it just to stop it or even at some point like threw clothes away and it's like, I'm so fucking stupid for doing that but it's like that's how stupid I was like I was following my friend because she wanted to do dumb shit like that so I was like oh let's do that dumb shit together, like ugh now as I've examined my life and you know I feel like it's a it's a step-by-step process and it's an everyday thing it's not just like oh I examined my life today and now I have all the answers because it's like literally each and every day you just get more and more answers about like who you are and where you're supposed to be and you do truly have to like listen to yourself because your mind body and spirit are three completely different things and but you have to be able to listen to all of them at some point like just like you have to like listen to your body like if something's in pain it's like okay this hurts or this is numb or this has no blood flowing to it i have to do something about it you know that's listening to your body versus like your mind it's like you already have like this inner dialogue this whole time so it's kind of just like I have to listen to all the fucked up thoughts in my head or all the stupid thoughts in my head or you know you think you're missing somebody when you're really not it's like you have to be able to decipher the difference between like your inner dialogue and your intuition like who you really are versus like your thoughts in your mind that are just there just to be there and kind of like interrupt what you truly want and who you truly want to be and I feel like when you become more aware of your yourself, your mind, body, and spirit, is when you'll be able to, to decipher, like, is this something that I want to do or is it something that my brain wants me to do? And I feel like when it came to addiction and awareness, like, I had to figure that out. Like, do I really need to smoke weed and hit the vape or does my mind just want me to do that? you know does it just want me to stay in this cycle of like the depression and like this depressive state like does it just want me to stay down and stay like to my old ways because like for me I knew like I knew my intuition me myself and I like I wanted to change I wanted to change the people around me I wanted to change my inner relationships like I wanted to change my way of thinking my way of eating my way of exercising like I just wanted to put all this positivity out into the world but it's like how can you be so positive to the outside world and not positive to yourself not loving yourself not accepting yourself for who you are and it's like I'm still in a phase where I'm still learning And unlearning a lot of shit about myself. Like, I'm learning to love myself a whole lot more. And it's like, just because those other people in your life didn't love you the right way. And it's like, you will truly know what the right way to be loved feels like because you will literally feel it. It's like, when you think you're in love with somebody, it's just like, oh my God, I'm so in love. And it's like, when you're really in love, you don't really have to talk about it because you'll just, it'll just be that feeling. And when you truly love yourself, like, you'll be 100%, like, when I say 100%, you will be 100% able to, like, look in the mirror and be like, I genuinely love who I see in the mirror. Like, when I look at myself and myself looks back at me, I am truly in love with that person. And I saw this post that was like, you cannot hate yourself into someone you love, And I feel like that really hit my heart because there are a lot of things about myself that I would quote unquote say that I hate about myself. Like, oh, I hate my cheeks or I hate the way my feet look or I hate the way my stomach looks or I hate the way that I'm built. But it's like, bro, you've been looking like this for the last 23 years. Like people are still going to love you people still are going to want to be your friend like you don't have to have this certain look about you for people to come to you because how you are now people already want to talk to you people already want to be your friend so just embrace that person and who that is don't try to hate yourself and to you know to transform into somebody else and and, because you know you may think that transformation that you want to make in books might be, oh, I'm going to be so much happier that way, but, like, what about that would make you happy? And I feel like when it comes to, like, American culture, a lot of people just try to bully you into being skinny and, like, you have to be petite or, like, fucking anorexic to be loved. And it's like, I can't just love myself as a big girl. I can't be fit as a big girl. And I feel like what really made me learn to accept being a bigger girl like we just seeing a lot of these bigger girls on TikTok who like look like me who are shaped like me like they're loving themselves so it's like damn if they're loving themselves in their skin why can't I love me and mine like why can't I accept myself for me and it's because I just had this thought process of that I had to be skinny and petite and small and fragile to like to be woman enough but I feel like I don't feel like that doesn't make me feel like a woman I feel like I don't have to be fragile to be a woman because like I am strong and I know me being strong is everything but petite but fragile like I've been through a lot of shit in my life that like makes me strong so if I've mentally and physically gotten through a lot of this shit that I've been through whether it was like abusive relationship abusive friendships like abusive power that I've been through like seeing my family members go through abusive relationships as well it's like if you can get through all of that you are a strong woman so it's like why Is that strongness have to be With the visual of like Being small and fragile You don't have to be Being a woman I feel like that just naturally makes you strong Because we just can't We are able to endure So much more Than your average man And I feel like they will truly never understand that And I also used to think that being naturally born a woman that that automatically puts you in this box of like oh I already I know femininity 100% which is wrong honestly Because I've been a woman my whole life and I've always felt more masculine than I have feminine. And I'm just now stepping into my femininity. I am just now stepping into my feminine divine and I still have so much further to go. But I don't know, that was always just a thought in my head that, like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a female, I'm a woman, I'm feminine. Like, I am the female rage, I am the female strength. And it's like, I am those words. But am I that energy? Because honestly, my thought process and my actions have been very misogynistic, whether it be towards myself or to other women. I've had a very misogynistic mindset, even though I knew that, you know, some of the things that I was saying, like I'll say subconsciously, I knew they were wrong, but consciously, I was just like, just saying shit talking without thinking and then I'm becoming everyone else who I'm talking about you know when it like family members and things like that or even just people who I personally know who are just assholes who just talk without thinking then I become a hypocrite so by learning to examine myself I learn to examine other people around me and knowing people are full of shit knowing I'm full of shit and knowing that I can live my life without being an addict. I can live my life without, you know, second guessing myself. You just have to learn to analyze yourself. Then you'll be able to learn how to analyze others. And I feel like it's still a work in progress. And I'm satisfied with that. Just, I feel like Cassie when it's like, just one day at a time. (laughs) if you've seen euphoria episode five um you'll know exactly what i'm talking about um but yeah literally i just have to take it one day at a time and i know that's like the most simplified advice that anyone can give but i'm gonna give it to you and i'm gonna give it to myself because it is one day at a time and every day will not be the best day But every day will not be the worst day. And from the Kung Fu Panda Man, the tortoise. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. And today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. So enjoy your present day and make every day worth living.